When I started off with my marketing agency few months ago, I must tell you, I was stuck. Though I knew very well how to market an agency and getting clients was not my major challenge, but the back-end operations, hiring a team, managing a team, everything was actually a challenge for me. And then I met someone who is also a marketing agency owner and who has been running her business for more than four years now and who was so willing to help me, who was so willing to mentor me, who was so willing to even show the back end of her business to me. She helped me grow my team. She helped me how to hire and all those minute details of the back end. She was so much ready to share a lot of such information and I thought it's very important that I introduce her to all of you so that she can share a lot of valuable tips in running your own business. So let's welcome Diksha Vora, who runs Digital by DB. My mission is to help small business owners to stop thinking small and start thinking big, really big. This is me, Billa Sandeep, your next door Instagram and small business coach. Hi, Diksha. Welcome to our show. Hi, Billa. It is a pleasure, pleasure, pleasure meeting you. And I'm so happy to see how, you know, your homepreneur channel and, you know, your podcast and so on are growing the amount of listenership you have and viewerships on Instagram. It's amazing. I think you should be my go-to person when it comes to social media, <laughs> rather than it being the opposite way. So no, guys, don't believe what she says. <laughs> that is really amazing. Thank you so much, Diksha. Now for our listeners, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and your business. So I'll start off with a very uh, simple introduction. My name is Diksha Bora. I am the founder and CEO of Digital by TV. We are a premium content marketing and lead generation firm based out of Dubai. And uh, we ensure that we help supercharge our clients' organic customer growth by 50% within three months through our content marketing strategies. So that's precisely in a nutshell what we do. So uh, the focus obviously remains on educating people on how can you use content to better your overall brand appeal, your brand approach, position yourself differently, target a different clientele and then sell better through that. So that's exactly what we do. So I, I do call myself the content queen. And so that, that's, that's somewhere I'm trying to go. But yeah, that, that is exactly what I do. That's really nice. You are, in fact, the content queen. I've seen the work that you do for your clients and everything. And I love how you're always ready to help everyone, you know, like irrespective of if they are your clients or not. You know, your tips on developing a team was a game changer for myself when I started running the agency a few months ago. So now for our listeners, could you also share a few tips on how to develop a team? So I would firstly say, Bilna, it is really important to understand what are we trying to sell? Okay, what is our product or our particular service? Sometimes there's not much clarity on that. So I think okay. starting off with that, finalizing and understanding what is it, 
And then the second biggest question, do I require a physical setup? Do I require an in-house team, everyone physically present in a certain geography to carry it out or not? Now, for instance, we all have clients who are like into construction and interiors and so on. There are certain jobs that you cannot do remotely. Okay, but then again, there are a lot of other jobs, you know, that I think now, thanks to AI, globalization, etc., digital transformation that have been created that can actually work very well online. And there are certain myths as well, you know, people would think, oh, you know, productivity is brilliant when it is um, when everyone's physically present in the office and so on. I would say, boss, you know, times have changed, people have changed, their natures have changed. So, you know, just understand what is required, spend money there. We have to understand that, you know, the the dynamics we are in right now, a post-pandemic and, you know, we're all in the stage of recovery and all, the disposable income or the cash that we have in order to invest in different places has actually become quite low. Okay, that's number one. Number two is we need to invest our cash wisely. So we are able to scale up online. We're able to maintain our brand visibility, generate leads and so on. Instead of, you know, spending money on unnecessary things. And why am I saying unnecessary is you can very well survive without it. Okay. So instead of spending money here, invest it in the right places to actually help your brand grow. So I would say being a little cautious about your investments also is very important. Number three is constant research on what else is new in the market. How are other people growing their online businesses and so on? So uh, how did I start my team? Well, 2016, when I initially thought of this idea, I was very lucky to be judging a freelance uh, writing competition wherein I got hold of a few freelance writers who performed well and then I hired them on a freelance basis. Quite much into the system, I realized that you cannot rely on freelancers completely. You need to have an in-house team and then you need to have a support staff. So years later, you know, when when things had stabilized, I had prepared a full plan, you know, what am I going to hire and so on. And I started with one hiring and I did, I've hired all my staff based out of my Delhi office uh, in India. And I don't have a physical office. They are all placed virtually in india so that's that's where they were 2019 i did have a physical office okay because okay. i also being the traditional person thought no you know people need to come to an office there needs to be some accountability and so on so i started off with hiring one person okay, okay. so i always recommend entrepreneurs to bring out a list of things that they want to delegate okay being an entrepreneur we try to do everything okay so one is okay if you have limited resources and you still want to grow, put down all the things that, you know, you want to delegate immediately. So for me, the stuff that I really wanted to delegate immediately was the admin work, which takes in a lot of time. So my first hiring was an administrative executive that I'd hired when the office, when I had a physical office. But then the challenges for the physical office was rents and then electricity. And, you know, India is very, India's environment is different to ours. They'll have strikes, they'll have something or the other, they will not reach office, there's traffic, you know, and, you know, you're just like, oh, okay, fine. And then there's Holi, and then there's Diwali. There's some celebration coming. Celebration. 
yes. that we can't go and so on and so forth. So I said, okay, you know what? Listen, this is not working. Okay? okay, why don't we sit at home and see what happens? Okay, and surprisingly, employees sitting at home increased their productivity a okay. lot because they okay. were not spending time in traffic. They yes. were not wasting their, uh, you know, they, they were not at six o'clock. It's not like, oh, let me just pack up and let me go. And, okay. you know, oh, I have to catch a train. I have to move on and so on. So that's it. So for me, I think I started off with the first employee. Okay? okay. I hired him. And then I understood how much other work of mine is getting lesser and lesser because okay. I have someone to take on with it. Okay. After that, the second thing, second person that I hired was there's another trick that you know entrepreneurs can use is understanding how much are they spending on freelancers okay. for doing a particular job. Let's say designing, graphic designing. Okay, okay. I am spending around twenty thousand or twenty five thousand rupees on a graphic designer, like freelance guys, to okay. you know on on a monthly basis. In okay. that amount, can I hire a full time resource? And actually have someone exclusively for me where I don't have to bother about whether he's available at this time, whether he's doing this and so on that way. So then I hired my second employee, which was a graphic designer. And then from there, I hired when I saw that, you know, these people are actually generating value with them taking so much on my work. I can now actually, you know, invest my energy, time and resources in selling better, meeting more clients, growing the business, because every employee is adding some of the other value exactly. you know, to, your, yes. to your business. So then I went on to hiring the third person, the content writer and so on. And yeah, from basically a team of, I mean, a solopreneurship that started off in <laughs> just one person. Now we're a full-time team of 10 people and That's we are a support staff of 20 people that work with us. So we have a nice big family. That's very nice. That's really nice. You know, I think it's more of getting into that mindset first, especially going from solopreneur to adding more people. Like it's a very scary step. So how did you actually make that? You know what? I'll tell you what, what is scary, Bilna? Yes. Uh, This thought that you have to pay someone on a monthly basis is scary. You don't realize that you're still paying them. Exactly. Okay, I, I made the same mistake and it was actually after I discussed with you, I made that huge change in my own business structure. I started bringing full-timers on board and I myself have seen that change in the last two months after you gave me that advice. So I'm sure all our listeners will also have that benefit. You know, Because I'll tell you see. what, see, there's a cost to your time. Exactly. This is what majority of the entrepreneurs don't understand. They're like, oh, you know what? Doesn't matter. I will do this on myself. I know. No. You know what? Listen, every minute counts. So if you're getting someone on board, there's a cost of coordination. There's a cost to training. Then there's an issue with them leaving and breaks and so on and so forth. Hire one person. okay, Okay. And then try and encash that value with the products that you're selling. So it is a lot faster, a lot better, a lot quicker. And second thing, I would really, really say, hire through recruitment agents. Another big mistake entrepreneurs make in order to keep money safe and secure, they do everything themselves. They do all the hiring. Oh, you know, this is my uncle's father's (laughs) brother's (laughs) I'm going to hire him. No, we make it very caliber-based. Very professional approach. Absolutely. Hire a recruitment agent 
get them to do all the background checks and so on most importantly more than qualification and skill set etc have a behavioral check of the okay. candidate because okay. i feel this is from my experience and with with all the people that have worked with me a so so employee okay who has a good learning behavior okay. can you know switch and become a brilliant employee but okay. person who's coming with an attitude listen i know it all i'm super smart <laughs> i am an asset to your organization etc that guy it will take you ages exactly. to train him into your system so you know break that barrier hire people who want to learn and grow and develop and those kind of people are actually going to be assets keep them give increments you know on an annual basis keep your employees happy one okay. huge thing that i have learned is keeping employees happy is an entrepreneur's first goal okay. because if employees are happy then clients are automatically happy okay that's right because they start taking it as their own business and they start yeah. putting in the, all their efforts that's amazing that's nice so how important it is also to invest into systems and workflows when you're managing a remote team right they need to know exactly what to be done next and what they have to be following so how does that look like in your business see 100% bilna it is important to have a structure to your organization okay. and uh, as much as i keep saying it and even though i feel i have not explored the full potential of okay. uh, remote working spaces and all but i think that with technology managing remote teams has not only become easier but okay. it has also become very cost effective okay so i mean i usually propagate a software system called zoho Okay. okay everyone who works with me knows that you know i'm a zoho loyalist okay. zoho actually comes out with this suite okay of about 45 different applications okay. that you get for about 100 dirhams per month per user okay in that your invoicing is taken care of okay yes. which is a proper vat compliant software you literally have to just go enter data everything will be processed super simple that after that we have you know the crm which yes. we use to keep a track of our deals our projects and you know what what is closed what's the forecast and so on number 3 is we have online contracts that we get okay. to sign and then there are a lot of other automations that you can do so building a system okay and giving your employees the right resources okay. and having manuals to tell them what to use when and what's going to be there that's important but basic philosophy remains k i double s which is not what you're thinking it means <laughs> keep it short and simple yeah okay? when you Do make it too complicated stuff. also Do it's difficult for them yeah. to follow <laughs> so for for instance i follow something called a 15 minute cash up call every morning okay so every morning 8:30 my time all my team knows that they need to come online each person each department head is given 2 2 minutes to speak okay in one minute they have to present what they did yesterday and in one minute they present what they are doing today so okay. we take two minutes each and then we take about four minutes or five minutes for me where okay. i sit and then okay. i answer any of their questions any queries or if they've missed out something and then i need to do this this base this call sets the agenda for the full day okay. after that it is all about you following up with them and checking whether this has been done okay. and then towards the end of this day the day we have like a certain form we have given to them which is called the end of the day reporting so okay. all the employees sit and they have to fill up the form mentioning what all activities have they executed during the day 
following the catch up call okay the, okay the the morning briefing so i mean it also helps them be on track okay. and understand what needs to be done and then there's another column that says activities for the next day okay, okay. so they so they're prepared they, they, for the next day absolutely they are prepared for the next day and one thing that we do on a weekly basis in our firm is every friday 3 o'clock we sit together for something called a business success meeting okay it is a business success meeting is more like all the department heads get together okay. we have a form again that we have prepared where we take it's it's like a stock taking system okay. of five where we start off with okay how much revenue have we made how many invoices are billed or unbilled what are the collection targets then okay. we discuss if there are any leave requirements any payroll issues then we'll also come to how many deals have we closed how many are in the pipeline and then how many projects have we completed how many are in the pipeline what does google analytics say how many leads have we generated online through social media activations so basically all the activities that we are doing in the business we create a form Okay. and then every week everyone knows they need, need to prepare certain reports and come to the meeting and okay. then they have the meeting once the meeting is done it's a power packed one hour meeting everyone gets the reports and literally targets for next week goals for next week deals and pipeline everything is set week, everything is set so you know your employees don't really have they will not come back to you and say oh, we know we don't have clarity hame pata nahi hai hame kya karna hai they will never come back okay. and say because okay. the systems are so ready You, okay. you've done it all so there's no element of doubt for anybody what to be done today or what no there is there is no element of doubt that you you know this is supposed to be done and okay. this, uh, next is that i would definitely recommend having a system where you have lesser people to monitor yourself okay so for okay. me i monitor my admin lady my okay. marketing executive okay. uh, my sales staff and my operations manager only four people Okay. out of my you know like 20 support staff 10 full time people all of okay. these i only manage these four and then these four have for the people that they do accountability for okay, okay. so one person manages two people the other person manages three people and so on so forth okay. so, so that's a proper way, hierarchy yeah that way you're creating a hierarchy and the lesser people you have to manage the happier you would be but amazing um, advice <laughs> but obviously it is important to still touch base as an entrepreneur touch base okay. with every employee because it's a remote system yes, okay yes. so you know you need to do certain things from your side in order to have a personal relationship with each of the employees individually also okay. be it even you know maybe like once in a week speak to one employee listen how are you doing how's life and so on so okay. they actually feel very connected i oh. keep saying this thing people are not logical they are psychological i know anyone who's listening <laughs> if my employees are listening they'll hate me for that but but that that's a fact you know I so know. nobody cares what you know until they know you care for them that's about okay. it you okay. care for people you love people you're able to manage them emotionally keep them pumped up charged be there for them for problem solving that's that's more like it. an open door policy anyone can come to you if they have an issue like even if absolutely. they are not directly reporting to you absolutely they they can come but see for me with the open door policy if there is something that i okay. feel is my employee or the project coordinator or the operations manager's role then okay. i don't interfere oh yes then i say yes. you know what listen this is his job okay let him check it if there's an issue then let him come to me okay. you come to me with all other things if he is not taking an action 
Or okay. if you suggested something and something's not been done, then you come to me. Okay. So I actually last my, resort. Yeah, I'm I'm the last resort. If if you know, like how this if shit hits the fan, then come to me. <laughs> and uh, okay. you know, then let's let's take it there. So that's yes. that's how I manage my remote teams. Okay, that is nice. And like these are the ways we manage the time in terms of employees. How do you manage your own personal calendar, like your own personal time? Is there anything any technique you have? Everything is calendar centric for me. I'm quite a, I'm a person who's tied to the clock. So for me, it was it's not very difficult. See, I I wake up very early in the day. I wake okay. up around four thirty five to do my you know morning rituals and I do my prayers and all and so on. Everything, literally, you know, if you see my calendar, I have time slots for everything. So okay. it's like, okay, I need to pray from this time to this time. This is going to be this much time I'm going to give for sales. This much time I'm going to have for operations reviews and so on and so forth. So okay. that is how I actually plan my full day going forward. What happens is, you know, we all have a to-do list. Yes. But until that to-do list translates into your Google calendar, you don't see where it goes. You know, then okay, you'll say, yes. oh my God, I don't have time for anything. Yes. So best is, it really doesn't take much long. Pick up your phone, create calendar entries. This time to this time, I'm going to do this. This time to this time, I'm going to do this and so on. And you'll be able to manage everything altogether. I'm someone who dedicates 10 hours a day to my work. This is a okay. policy that I had I had taken a while ago. Till okay. I reach a certain revenue threshold that I have in mind. Okay. I said, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. So in those 10 hours, I am spending about 20% of my time on operation reviews. Okay. which is going to be all the catch-up calls and so on. I do an operations review at one o'clock and do another operations review at four o'clock just okay. to see that all the projects, etc., are in check, the clients are okay. Then I keep at least 20% of the time for my existing clients who okay. work on projects. You okay. always have clients that have certain problems or there are yes. disappointments or something, something where, you know, they, they want the entrepreneurs insights and all okay, so i give 20 percent of time for that and okay. the balance 60 percent is completely sales so okay. that i only invest in my business development and all and okay. uh, if at all i need to do any strategy or any growth or something there then maybe 10 percent of those that time okay. but generally i spend only fridays on my strategies because friday is a little quieter day for us you know what to develop next and so on but okay. this is generally how the the week looks Okay, nice, nice. So I've seen how we have scaled up in these four years. And now what is your plan in the next five years to come? Where do you see your business in the next five years? So the thing is, Bilna, I am now venturing out into something called the franchisee model. Okay. okay. Uh, Dubai Touchwood, by God's immense grace, has been great. The business has grown, people know, and so on. From here, the next stages, I'm actually looking at uh, expanding my business into Canada. I already have uh, set up in Australia. So there's a franchisee partner there, and you know, we're working out certain commercials. We already have purchased the domain, we've done certain work. Okay. And then now I'm I'm on my way to, you know, building something in uh, Canada. So um, I intend in the next five years to grow this brand into different continents okay, only through nice. the franchisee system. So in what we're looking at is we are repeating the same model, not changing anything. Okay. There are teams and staff that's going to be hired out of India itself. Okay. And it is not to keep the costs low. A lot of people come and say, oh, you know what, you do it to keep the costs low. No. Okay. It is, it is basically, I feel that India in today's date, 
has the most talented people yes they are forward they are into the market they know the trends they are tech savvy and so i do it to give okay. them a chance okay? Okay. okay to to give them a chance to then obviously have exposure to international clients and so even in their cvs it looks nice you know when they work for a national company and so on training those people and yes. then the whole idea is even the people who are now being trained under me okay. will eventually be moving out into handling the canadian operations or the australian operations and then i start with a fresher team and then coach them guide them again for the indian system that's okay. nice so basically the the canada and australian operations or any other continents they keep you know they have experts working with them my okay. job is to you know continue cultivating leaders and seeing you know how things work so this is my plan i at least in the next 5 years i plan to grow into at least three more other countries so let's see that's what shows nice. that's goes. very nice that's but, really um, nice but i yeah. like that point which you mentioned you know when you're hiring resources from india a lot of people think it's just cost cutting but i think one of the best resources in india is the human resources because they are very talented people 100% 100% and you know the thing is this talent there's dedication and yes. there's recognition also bina both of us have been in situations somewhere or the other in life where we have wanted for people to recognize what value we are bringing on the table yes okay and obviously there are people that say sorry i'm rejecting you this and that and so on for me this is something i do not want you know if there's anyone that is talented and yeah. i know that people in india want it they have the need and so on okay why not give them a chance why not see if you're building a sustainable future yes. why not start from the grassroots level yes from our why, own roots right from our own roots why don't why don't we do something good for the society overall and especially when it's a win win situation on both sides so yes. what you're giving to them is not like not as for the market rate you okay. can afford that okay yes. but being a solopreneur you yes. want to have a lean startup approach you don't want to pile up on costs yes. licensing what registrations etc there are so many other you already know, which is piled up yes that are already there if yes. you can reduce something why not reduce hire people and you know like benefit from what exactly. they bring on to your table that's amazing advice for a lot of business owners who are actually listening to this show and you know we are both marketing agency owners and we help our clients market their business but when it comes to your own marketing how do you do it your own marketing strategies what are the best platforms you use how are you generating leads i do five things to generate leads okay, okay. number one is for b2b businesses i'd especially recommend linkedin outreach linkedin okay. appointment setters are brilliant uh, okay. try and look out for companies that can help you you know do that fix appointments for you and scale up posting content social media content on linkedin also really helps okay. you know the simple trick that i use that people who engage with me on my posts after okay. they have seen if they've liked or if they've commented i go out and i reach out to them and then i say you know what listen what did we get talking okay this That's is this nice is another quick trick okay. to get things number 3 i use so i mean linkedin is one a channel okay. that i use to generate leads second is i'm doing seo for my company to okay. you know pop up on google searches number 3 is i'm part of bni which is a networking yes. organization whether we do bni or not bni i highly recommend being a part of some of the other accountable 
networking organization where you get access to people on a weekly basis where you go out and meet number 4 i do workshops okay, okay so i'm actually going to be advertising my next workshop that's coming out on 29th of july that's which is nice. on sales content so basically doubling your sales revenue through effective content that is that is what the workshop is that's so i do workshops then i do uh, email newsletters Uh, okay. that really helps with targeting retargeting my clients so i do different drip campaigns based okay. on my client behaviors and so yeah this is generally how i you know generate my sort of leads and do my marketing the whole idea about having all of these modules is that uh, we as entrepreneurs need a consistent flow of leads exactly there are, there are certain months you're like oh wow market's brilliant there are certain months you're like eh it's not happening so that is way having a, a proper sales strategy where you're at least having a minimum of 3 or maximum of 5 different channels from which you're generating leads actually works that's really amazing you know i think not everybody shares all this inside tips and you have really shared these tips i think this should be a paid webinar <laughs> No, you know, you know, I I have a very simple philosophy. You know why I share it all? Yes. Because when you know, you know, when we were starting out, exactly. we did not know any of this. And yeah. if we knew this, we would have possibly, you know, like gained up much it, earlier. And yes. what, what I've done in four years, maybe I would have done in two years if I would have got the right knowledge, the right people like to help you out at the right time, right? Yeah. Exactly. And if so, for me, it's like okay, whatever you know, share. give it's okay because the fact is that from everyone who's listening to us even if there are one or two people who implement it and grow we will have a better economy so i know i know you're right i think uh, that's what we do in this podcast also we try to bring in experts like you and we also share our own tips so that who women especially women business owners who are starting out they have something to look forward to and they can implement it now since we talked about uh, how to start you know at starting stage now if you were to start over again on a limited budget what are the most important resources that you would invest into if i had limited resources i first thing is that um, i would invest in uh, a lead generation plan that is the okay. first first thing i would do so okay. if there's anyone who wants to know more about the linkedin appointment setters please get in touch with me directly i'll yeah. help you with that so for me i would that's the first thing i would do i would get someone to fix appointments for me okay. and get started with that so okay. at least some money starts coming in there are closures etc that happen from there you know once start doing some little amount of sales first thing i do is i hire an administration assistant Okay. who basically takes care of the paperwork and so on that person can also go out and uh, handle your freelance recruitments okay. you know they can, they can scout online and you know look out for people who can you know freelance for you okay. and so initially of course for a business that's starting out i do not recommend hiring too many people because yes. it is too burdensome majority of the startups fail in their first 5 years rather even their first year of their business because it would take up too much on themselves and they're not too able many, to do it. too many overheads yeah. in the beginning yeah. and actually you know for people who feel that we need an investment to start off a business it's a myth Okay. You just need to have the right mindset to start a business. If you want to start, you can start. I started my business with zero investment. Okay, okay and I've yeah. I've scaled it up here. So for me, I would say you can grow provided you have the idea. Right mindset to grow. You have the right mindset to grow. Indeed, there are certain things you know where you need investments. You know that there, there are projects where you need it. But then for me, as a person, I feel that if I'm starting something. 
and if i'm going out for an investment okay you know going out and approaching someone then i'm anyway putting an additional burden on myself where i have to prove something to the other person exactly might as well try a little bit on myself and then go up from there okay. so number one uh, get someone to book linkedin appointments for me number two is hire an admin executive when they start okay. and then ask him to hire a pool of freelancers who can then work for us number two okay. number three is like from there of course you know at least work will start coming in you'll start joining it number three is join a networking organization so you you start getting it something like bni so you start getting referrals each week you start growing and so on and also you can collaborate with other people collaborate resources put it together grow on that's number 3 after you have these three in place then you can start doing your branding your hiring and so on so yeah okay. networking organization linkedin appointment setting number 3 is going to be admin executive and then having a good support staff like quality support staff to help you okay this, this in itself is enough to get you started That's so i think let's even if we look at the overall investment here you're possibly going to be a linkedin appointment setter i don't know maybe it would just you know cost once at 2000 dirhams okay uh, so that's going to be on a monthly basis so you you have that first investment there Okay. okay and then of course when you hire an admin person that's another 1000 just you know start with 1000 or 1500 okay. so basically starting off with that that 3500 itself okay. and trust me that 3500 you can recover in a month's time if you're doing things well yes. so that's it you literally need that amount to start once you're done once you kick off then you start investing in the later thing do not be scared of putting in money into your business Exactly. is my is my is my biggest learning you need to take calculated risks yes. you can't be splurging money and so on but you need to understand what needs to be done where that's it that's amazing advice uh, diksha and now to wind up the session any final lines you want to share with our listeners you know what most importantly ask for help i'm not going to say be passionate be determined and so on if you are listening to this podcast yes. will not obviously <laughs> charge you up with all the passion and enthusiasm that yes. you need it is important to go out to people and ask if there's something that you need help with like yesterday yes. there was this lady on one of the forums and she put up that you know what i'm really upset there's some lady who's placed an order with me and she is not uh, paying me and she's you know uh, i've delivered and so on i've been following okay. up and all that I was like listen why didn't you take advance payments that's what but the thing is probably she didn't ask anybody for advice yeah, she didn't, she didn't ask anybody you know the next thing that the next rebuttal she comes up with is that uh, you know the the online payments are yes. charging around a certain surcharge fees you know that okay. could be between 2.5 to 3% or 3.5 which is a cut i'm like so what we are running a business here from right from an amount you're losing out 2.5 to 3% at least yes. you're getting cash in hand exactly. why don't we you know we need to basically raise our mindset into a theory of abundance you know we need to believe exactly. in that exactly. that you know what listen if i am going to be losing a bit and gaining peace of mind it's okay let me exactly. do it okay <laughs> advance payments payment links etc this is this is like you you possibly from about 100 dirhams you're losing about 3 dirhams or 3% in an online payment system why not charge you know so <laughs> literally go out ask for help if there is something that is stopping you from scaling up speak to people there are so many people who would be more than happy to even offer you so many free resources 
in order to help you scale up even if you do a little bit of those you know you you'd be in another place so literally ask i mean the worst help. thing that can happen is they'll tell you no right i mean nothing bad will yeah, happen after the, but then you know what there, there is nothing worse than being stuck at a place for a fear where you can't go where you can't where you can't that's and the second thing one is of the best the, advice <laughs> the the second coach that i love which is something ritesh agarwal founder of oyo said okay that i constantly look out for someone to do my job so i can find better things to do okay delegate this is, yeah this is this is exactly what i have done to grow my business i put down a set of things that i wanted to let go of so i can do better things okay. then i further pushed down a lot of things that are further pushed on further pushed down and that's how it has come where that it has actually grown yeah it has actually grown that actually helps you cultivate new leaders also okay so the, the minute you start delegating and growing people you have more free time to invest in places where they need your personal presence you know so where where you could do good so yeah That's so nice. these are top two things number one ask for help number two cultivate leaders in your firm amazing i think i should really give you a clap for all this advice you should all clap for us we are all we we did it all together so amazing yeah. thank you so much deeksha for being on our show and it's really really amazing and we will share the links to all your platforms in the show notes and in the blog post so everybody who wants to reach out to you for further advice and your services as well they can all come to you Thank you so much. No worries, Bilnan. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm sure. super excited to be sharing all this information. And like Bilnan said, if there's anyone who wants more information on this, you can actually go to my website, dikshavora.com. That's D-I-K-S-H-A-V-O-H-R-A. Book in a session with me. It's it's going to be a hundred percent complimentary session where we we'll, we can sit and understand the full process and the system of your business. And I'll try and help you and. see what i can do for you to help you grow better get better amazing thank you so much diksha no worries bana thank you so much thank please you. take care have a wonderful thank you thank you, thank you.